Welcome back to For You and For Me, the podcast of Monsignor Karen Harrington's Sunday homilies. This past Sunday was the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading was instruction from the Queen Mother of Lemuel, King of Massa, from the Book of Wisdom. The second reading is an exhortation on vigilance from St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. And the Gospel reading is again from Matthew, this time of Jesus telling his disciples the parable of the talents. Monsignor didn't give a Mass this past Sunday, but he's recorded a homily just for us. In it, he reminds us that Pope Francis has urged young people not to be afraid to go out and make a mess. And that, Monsignor says, is exactly what Jesus is encouraging in his parable. And really, at the root of all this, is our need to overcome our fears in order to truly walk with the Lord. The summer after his election as Pope in 2013, Pope Francis traveled to Brazil for World Youth Day. And during that visit, one of the things that he said, one of the iconic lines that the Pope used, he uses so many lines, pithy lines that we can all remember, is he said to young people, go make a mess. Don't be afraid. Go out and make a mess. Go out into the world. Don't be constrained by how you've done things in the past, by what has been uh, the way we've always done things. Don't be afraid to go make a mess. And we can hear his complete surrender uh, to God the Father, that we have to be able to trust God the Father in our proclamation of the gospel. I think about that in the context of our readings today. Notice that as we listen to uh, St. Matthew's gospel, St. Matthew sets up this, this parable of the talents, and this parable is very closely linked, very closely linked to the parable of the, the ten virgins, right? Those five who are wise and the five foolish uh, virgins. So we, we think about uh, these two things uh, in tension together. Why is that? Because the first thing, as we know, is that the master is going to return. So Jesus, of course, here is speaking self-referentially that he is going to return, that he is coming again. And so what does that require of us, that he is going to return? And the question of being re- is being prepared, being prepared for his, his second coming. So then the question that should be raised for us is, is if we're prepared for his second coming, how is it that we can be prepared for his second coming? And I think that this is where the parable of the talents fits in. What Jesus is saying to us is, go make a mess. Don't be afraid. Notice that uh, the first thing that should strike us is that this Lord, this master, comes upon these servants. And what we might say is, is, can we imagine that these servants have ever even had a conversation with this master before? That they probably haven't, that they probably had no contact with this guy. So that he comes up and he starts to give them something and then he leaves. So the first thing that we should know is that this is sort of what we're thinking about Jesus, right? Jesus is given a pure gift. Uh, we're not even in the same league as him, but he's given us a gift. Uh, and it's the gift of faith by which we become the children of God. This is our dignity, that we become the children of God. And if we can think about, we know that he's going to come again. So what is it, the reaction? Is, is that do I recognize the gift that God has given us? You know, and, and when we think about that, we think about that third servant. What we think about that third servant is, is that he was paralyzed by fear. Now, I think fear is something that many of us uh, can relate to. Uh, Very often, uh, we operate out of uh, our fear. Think for a moment. I I know in my own life that when I get most frustrated, what is it? I'm fearful about something. I'm fearful of being maybe my inadequacy being discovered or that my lack of knowledge being discovered. I'm very fearful. Fear uh, paralyzes us. 
I had the experience one time of when St. Joe's was being uh, renovated of uh, not being able to climb the ladder to get to the top of the ceiling of the church. And if you've been here, you know it's 77 feet up in the air. Uh, and there were these ladders. They were enclosed. It was like a staircase. It was any normal staircase. But for some reason, I could not walk up the stairs. I was so terrified. I was terrified of the fact that I could not get the climb up these stairs. My knees would start to buckle. I didn't believe it was even possible for me. And yet, if we can think about what made it impossible, what made it impossible was entirely in my mind. There was a physical reaction, but it was entirely in my mind. And it was only after a couple of very good friends of mine who were working on the project said, we'll walk in front of you and work behind you, and you'll be able to get up to the top of the ceiling and inspect the work that's being done, that I was able to do that. They gave me the assistance to be able to do it because they walked with me on that journey. And I think that uh, that moment for me to be 77 feet up in the air and looking at the work was a moment of great liberation because what I thought previously was impossible, which was terrifying of me, which was paralyzing, uh, finally that was broken free. And that's what Jesus tries to do for us. And that's what I think we can hear in St. Paul when he's speaking to the Thessalonians, right? He says that people are saying peace and security, that when we kind of dwell in this place where we're, we're, we're going to try to insulate ourselves from the world, that's exactly what Jesus is coming to shatter. That's what Jesus shattered for the scribes and the Pharisees. They thought they had it all worked out in terms of the law and what that was going to require in terms of uh, salvation. That all had to be shattered because we are children of the light. We are children of the light. And so therefore, we never are asleep. We're not restrained by law. We're always seeking to manifest, to make present in the world, Christ's salvific love. This then is the, the talent that is being described of, the great love that God has uh, for the world. The problem for the, the, the unworthy servant was that he was incapable of recognizing the gift that God had given him and so became paralyzed by fear. We can become that person. We can become paralyzed by fear and fail to recognize, fail to recognize the great gift that God has given us. And when we fail to recognize the great gift that God has given us, we commit an injustice. The injustice when we fail to recognize the great dignity that we have is that we don't put that gift to work. Because here's the thing is injustice, injustice. If that unworthy servant had simply put the money in the bank, there would have been interest on that element, on that, on that gift. When we simply don't recognize the gift that God has given us, when we're paralyzed because of fear, whatever that fear might be, we fail to give God his due. Brothers and sisters, we live in a world today where we can easily be paralyzed by fear. Sometimes we intellectualize it. It's paralyzed by saying, I don't believe in God, perhaps. Maybe we can say, you know, I don't see God. Why don't I see God? I look at the world. I see the evil in the world. And so I don't believe in God. And so the manifestation of our fear, of opening ourselves up to God, is that we allow ourselves to be satiated by other things, whether it's in terms of our relationships or substances or alcohol or possessions, whatever it is, that in some sense we can close ourselves off from the great power of God because of being fearful, fearful of what that would require. And so therefore we can maybe think about what 
Pope Francis spoke to those young people about in 2013. Go make a mess. The challenge of the scriptures today, the challenge of St. Matthew, is to say, what do you risk for Christ? Because if you do not risk, then you do not love. And if you do not love, then therefore you cannot experience the power, experience the power that God seeks to work in your life and in my life. The truth of the matter is, is that the master did not banish that unworthy servant. The unworthy servant allowed themselves to be in a hell, a prison of fear, when Jesus was offering them great freedom. That's his challenge for you and for me. And so today, as we read uh, St. Matthew's Gospel, let us think about this mystery of being always vigilant, that the Lord is coming again. And so if we know that he is coming again, we know we can be confident in what he is going, the work that he is going to accomplish. And since we can be confident in the work that he is accomplishing, we can seek to manifest that work in the way in which we live our life. And that manifestation is by what we are willing to risk for Christ what we should be willing to risk, is everything. May God bless you. I guess if I had looked ahead, I might have called this episode Constant Vigilance instead of last week's. It's clearly a major theme for us as the liturgical year comes to a close. I have a little bit of sad news. There's one other thing coming to a close, this podcast. Monsignor Harrington will be taking a six-month sabbatical starting the first of the year, and so we'll record our final episode just before Christmas. The show is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. Ask us questions by tweeting at Monsignor H or by emailing podcast at desalesmedia.org. Until next time, for Monsignor Karen Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by, for you and for me.